everybody and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app America's number one sportsbook app don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman Gerald Borgay and Espo and no we are not at each other's throats today whatsoever we're happy campers in Let's the studio right now you're at our throats <laughs> we're just yeah. Yeah. we are not at each other's throats uh, that's not fair Gerald Chelsea just threw mad shade at me right now Ch- uh, Gerald brought out the Chelsea so this show will be fun uh, to be fair it. Chelsea was here like an hour ago <laughs> Chelsea she, lives she here. has not left at that's because she forgot to eat she lunch hang- she's hangry now the truth comes out even though Saul offered uh, even though Saul offered I still forgot either way <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Hope your day is off to a great start. Uh, a little bit better feeling maybe than we were feeling last night after we got the news that Kevin Durant twisted an ankle in pregame warmups. He did not play in last night's game, obviously. How are you guys feeling now that you've had a night to sleep on things? No different than when we ended the show last night because we have no <laughs> further word. I have no idea. I have no idea what to – I don't know what feelings are. Do you- I think that's a feeling. Just in general or like about this? I don't know. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> I don't know what feelings. No, no lies detected. <laughs> uh, do you guys remember uh, in, I'm blanking on the movie name. Never mind. The jump to conclusion, Matt. I'm not jumping to oh, any, office space. Uh, thank you. I'm not <laughs> jumping to any conclusions. I'm just going to say that. There's nothing we know. We have been told zero. We've seen the video and... <clears throat> That's all we. Something happened to his ankle. We have no other perspective on it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump to conclusions. And national media uh, today, uh, in particular, uh, our friend Skip Bayless, who we thought we we were starting to get too close to. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. They were talking about you could basically write off the Suns now. So, uh, so uh, look, I'm not gonna. I'm not reading into any of that crap. Yeah, I look until we get an official word from the team, everything feels pretty speculative. You know, we we heard from Brian Windhorst on ESPN last night in his article. He wrote that the team is optimistic that it's not a serious injury. Um, and then we heard, obviously, the report that's been circulating from Greg Moore of AZ Central is that the people in the organization fear that it's going to be a grade two and he's out for four to six weeks. I, we don't know. That feels purely speculative, and it'd be irresponsible to run anything else until we have official word from the team. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, I, I get the feeling that that isn't factual, that there's something not 100% on all, all I'm going to say about that is, is like, listen, um, I know there's people out there that have feelings about Greg Moore. I know there's feelings about this Kevin Durant thing. We saw them come to light last night. A lot of people are very sensitive about that, as they should be, because, I mean, that's a significant injury. Mm. I am just, I know in today's day and age, you want to be the first one to get out there and have the word. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's a careful way you need to go about doing it, because until you have the actual word and you have the actual medical diagnosis, what is the point? Outside right. of getting the clicks, what is the point? Like, just that's why everybody's. I think everybody else is just about slowed down and wanted to wait and see. Like, we can always speculate what you know him being in a boot means, or or those things, or what we we see uh, in terms of the video we saw last night, and then him continuing to practice afterwards. I think we could put all those things together and kind of make our own assumptions of what we think it means. But nobody's going to be right. Nobody's going to be right. Um, they're just opinions and. I think we should all be careful about that. Well, um, so we do have a couple of those people who are upset about Greg Moore in the chat. Louis sent us a super chat and said he's the worst. Um, I think the biggest thing to remember, too, is there's there's differences in jobs and roles within media outlets and organizations. And you have to remember that, right? Like, we know Dwayne Rankin is the beat reporter and Greg Moore is a columnist. And there are two totally different roles within that organization, which is fine. Both serve their purpose. But to me personally, if I'm looking to Arizona Central for reported (coughs) updates on something to do with the Suns, I'm looking for Dwayne Rankin to come Mm -hmm. out and say it. Mm -hmm. And he has not. Um, So that's just how I approach that situation. You got to take everything with a grain of salt. And 
you know, formulate your opinions in that way. I also think that this is a very, very good lesson. And I think the Cronkite kids actually and journalism around the country could use this as a good lesson on on uh, proper journalism. And this starts all the way at the very beginning of this whole scenario with Shams's tweet about Katie slipping on the floor. Right. And then getting hurt because of that. And that led to a bunch of other things. Um, I, I, I know we're going to address it. Uh, yeah, I think the way that it was written in this AZ Central article saying that there's concern within the organization about the worst case scenario. Of course there is. Like, I think we it was, in, I think concern. it was intentionally written that way to kind of come off as reporting. But if that doesn't turn out to be the case, you can sort of go back on it and say, oh, I was just saying like there was concern. And that to me feels a little bit dodgy. That's okay. and that's why I personally am not gonna write things like that cool. and make shit up and just say stuff like that. I'm gonna wait to hear from the team because they're gonna tell us what it is and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I, I just find it hard to believe that if there was major sourcing in this that that person or those people wouldn't go to Dwayne Rankin and would go the way that it did. Of course there's concern. There's always concern. When you see that, when a guy has to miss a game, there's concern. That's not, I mean, that's not implausible that people were concerned. Mm -hmm. But the the fact that it was posed as uh, will likely miss the remainder of the season, like uh, in, in some of the positioning of it, was irresponsible. We don't know. KD didn't know. Mm -hmm. You know why you wear a boot when you leave an arena? Because you don't know what's going on and you don't want to potentially damage something further if it is damaged. There's a reason that they wait for an MRI. It's because they need to see that to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And from the team, we we were told, right, that we would get they would get imaging done today. Yes, there's an MRI today. They're getting imaging and further testing done today. Hopefully that we hear we hear from them today. They don't practice today, so we might not hear about it until tomorrow's practice. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully this end, the team sends out an official release sometime this evening. Yeah, so we'll keep you guys posted, of course. Continue to follow along on social media, Twitter, at PHNX underscore Sons. And, of course, the Discord will continue to have these conversations. We are hopefully going to be joined by a doctor here shortly to give us a little bit more information just from a medical perspective on what the different grades of sprains are, what it, like Saul mentioned, what it means to be walking in a boot and things of that nature. Um, but it happens and we'll get as much information as we can. And until then, we just all need to remember it's okay. The world is not ending. Um, at least the sun's world is not ending right now. Take deep breaths and uh, maybe grab a Four Peaks beer if that's your thing. You know we love our friends over at Four Peaks, whether it's the Sun's Brew, the Kilt Lifter, the Hazy IPA, the Wow Wheat. You can't miss when it comes to beer from our friends at Four Peaks. And St. Patty's Day is just around the corner. Four Peaks 8th Street Pub is one of the best places that you could spend your St. Patty's Day. They've got, again, the best beer in town. You can hang out with all of your friends have a great time. But of course, as always, you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Our DraftKings pick of the week yesterday were pretty fun. That was a cool <laughs> thing about that came from last night's game. I'll give them that, right? Our picks, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Saul and I didn't win our uh, seven and $14,000 on, on uh, DeAndre Ayton. But you all, fun. but both of you knew going into it, that was going to be a tough one. Mm -hmm. Oh, you of did. course. But that didn't mean we didn't think we were going to win. <laughs> I don't do anything thinking I'm going to lose, Lindsay. Well, you that know, would be a pretty pessimistic attitude. It would be. I love your optimism, <laughs> Espo. Uh, but the leaderboard is super close. Saul and I are within uh, just a few moment a minute, dollars of each other. Espo, you're closing right the there. gap. You're closing yeah, the gap. Just you wait. If you guys have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, be sure to download it now and sign up with the code PHNX because new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility rest restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's welcome in the man of the hour, Dr. Adam Anacone, a clinical assistant professor of kinesiology at the University of Texas at Arlington. He also spent three seasons with the Phoenix Suns organization on their sports medicine staff, serving as performance and recovery specialist 
and the assistant athletic trainer. Dr. Anacone, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Uh oh, got a little, little audio. <laughs> I'm having an audio How's that? Is that There we go. There we go. Yeah, there we well, go. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Epic foul 101. <laughs> go ahead. Well, Adam, always good to good to talk with you. We had caught up last year about, I believe, one of Devin Booker's injuries, but obviously last night, uh, as the world saw, Kevin Durant uh, turned his ankle in pregame warmups. Uh, obviously, a lot of speculation, a lot of concern. As a member of a training staff like you've been, uh, what is what goes on after a guy turns an ankle like that? What's the process? What's the thought process in trying to determine whether he plays or not? Yeah, you know, I think uh, first and foremost, um, you want to try to identify the severity of that injury. Um, and um, I, I know the medical staff there in Phoenix, um, all really, really great people. Um, just And if I could, a little shout out, uh, March is National Athletic Training Month. So uh, kudos to uh, Brady, Howe, and uh, Dave Crew, and all of the members of their staff for everything they do for the Phoenix Suns. But, uh, you know, first and foremost, determining the severity. And from there, once you have an idea of, of the severity of it, it's right into recovery mode. Um, so what can we do to treat this? What can we do to get this player back um, to participation as healthy, but also as quickly as possible? And sometimes um, sometimes you got to make a decision in terms of let's take the long road with this because, uh, it, you know, Phoenix may be going for a championship or, or what have you. So some of that may factor into it, but uh, at the end of the day, we're just going to do our job and we're going to respond accordingly to what the body is telling us. Now, one question that was asked pretty frequently in regards to KD here was that he, after he turned his ankle, he got back up and he continued to go through his workout routine for another 10 minutes or so. And then it was after the fact that he was ruled out. Um, I was just curious. I don't know if this is something that you can tell from afar but is that a good sign or is it a situation where maybe swelling happened after the fact or, or how would you kind of read into that whole part of it yeah certainly i don't want to speculate with anything um but but it is a good sign uh, you know if if someone gets up and is able to continue participation that kind of leads to the severity and um you're thinking that uh it, it, there's no real type of significant damage, right? So uh, any type of fractures or, or things like that. So the fact that he was able to get up and still participate was a really good sign and very encouraging. Now the body reacts differently. Everyone's body reacts differently within that period of time. Swelling, as you had mentioned, could set in and that could limit motion. Um, pain could set in. That could be a factor as well. Um, and confidence, right? So if a, if a player doesn't feel confident in their ability to perform because of how the body is responding, that also plays into this as well. So there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, certainly don't want to speculate in this case, um, but it is somewhat encouraging the fact that he got up and was able to participate. So one of the things that that obviously uh, are, is different. Like I sprained my ankle back in 97. So uh, advances in medical technology obviously are prevalent now. Um, and before they, you know, I, I know the, the, the term rice is used, you know, rest. Um, what was it? Rice, ice. ice, and then compression and elevation. Compression and elevation. Um, so what, what could be different now in terms of the old school methods that most of us are, are privy to uh, that, that they might have at their disposal to be able to use on him? Uh, yeah, you know, that whole rice mess method, or uh, they even call it price now. So they add a P in front of it for protection, protection, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Um, there's a lot of discussion as to whether that's the best method um, moving forward. There's a new school of thought that looks at active recovery or active healing, um, where uh, within limits, within pain tolerance and, and within the body's capabilities of early motion and early mobility, um, and early stresses to help accelerate the healing process. Now, look, the body's going to take its time. The body's going to do what it has to do. And we haven't had the science to come in and, and replace what the body does for itself. 
But what we are seeing, and there's some encouraging studies out there that have shown that if we take more of an active approach in terms of regaining range of motion early on, then that tends to accelerate the process. Um, if we are dealing with swelling for any type of joint, but dealing with swelling, that's really the main uh, culprit of what delays the healing process because swelling tends to lead to people not moving a joint and then not moving it leads to stiffness, leads to a longer recovery time. So if we can get that, um, get that joint moving early on, uh, we have seen really good successes uh, with that active, uh, active healing and active recovery process. So we got a super chat from one of our viewers right now, Fiend Kicks, and they said Des Cambridge showed up to the ASU game in a walking boot last night, then played 30 minutes and is playing tonight. Boots don't mean what they used to. There was a report that Kevin Durant left the arena yesterday wearing a boot. What does wearing a boot mean? Why would they put him in a boot? Give us kind of insight into that. Yeah, uh, again, I don't want to speculate as to how certain teams function or operate. Um, but uh, there's really two main uh, reasons why you would utilize boot. Number one, the injury is severe enough that you really want to mitigate uh, any type of motion, which doesn't seem like the case in, in this aspect. Again, I don't want to speculate. Um, but also it could just be uh, the second component, more of a protective uh, type uh, uh, situation where let's put you in a boot for now because it's easy to control um, the protection aspect, right? I'm sure he's going to go home. He's going to do what he has to. He's the ultimate professional, so he's going to do what he has to. But there's some environmental factors. You can't control your kids running around. You can't control, you know, running into things. So sometimes putting a boot on is for uh, a protection, not of really yourself in the injury, but pro uh, protection of other environmental factors as well. And then the third component I'll throw it in there is uh, just psychological. Maybe uh, putting a boot on is um, giving a peace of mind to the athlete until further imaging and further studies can be done to determine the severity of it. So uh, again, I don't really want to speculate um, there's a whole slew of, of methods and reasoning why people may put a boot on and why they may not put a boot on. Um, I think what's important to know is that there's a lot of uh, a lot of variability, uh, variability with that, and we just need to trust that the Suns athletic training staff is doing everything possible to uh, to protect this injury and and uh, going by the textbook. We've heard a lot of talk about grade one sprains, grade two sprains. Can you explain? The difference in this, so so fans know when we actually find out what is going on, kind of the difference in those. Yeah, the easiest way to um, differentiate between the the different grades, we have grade one, grade two, grade three, and it, it, it associates with the ligaments themselves. Um, so grade one is basically, if you can see my fingers here, a slight pull of the ligament. Grade two is a little bit further pull. Grade three is a complete rupture of that, right? So um, grade two is probably a little bit more of a pull. Um, so it's a little bit more severe. Uh, and I have seen some reports out there four to six weeks. And, and I, I certainly want everyone to view that with caution because everyone's body responds differently. Um, it, it, for all we know, uh, an individual's ligament could start in this fashion and then um, and then tear a little bit more. And so they may classify it as a grade two, but we don't have pre and post imaging, right? So um, that, that may be a factor into it. And again, I've seen grade two ankle sprains come back in two weeks. I've seen grade two ankle sprains come back in um, seven weeks. So everyone responds differently. Uh, again, you have to give kudos to the to the medical staff, with the team, with all teams, they're going to do what's in the best interest of the athlete and the organization. I know this might be a little bit off topic, but uh, because it was Kevin Durant's, you know, home debut, everyone was looking forward to it. And there's this fluke injury. It, it seems like the end of the world. But we asked Devin Booker about it after the game, and he was saying it's actually more common than you would think. Is that the case in your experience as far as this kind of thing happens all the time just to maybe make some Suns fans feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I can say things like this, especially in basketball happen all the time and most of them you don't hear about. Um, so it's a fluke thing. Uh, as we talked about uh, earlier, it was encouraging that he got up and still participated. Um, 
I, I would kind of fall in line with, with book and, and say, you know, it, it's not to mitigate anything. And I certainly don't know any of the details, but uh, I, I think for the average fan out there, uh, you can almost put yourself at ease a little bit. And I say that with caution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my final question is, uh, you know, today, uh, uh, Eddie Johnson and myself had, had a chat and he said that it actually might uh, be favorable that he got he got injured right now because he had um, a previous knee injury. And so when, I guess he was talking about the antibodies and maybe even the medicine still in the system could help it, maybe him recover a little faster. Can you affirm that or, or I mean, confirm that uh, or what is what is maybe what is he alluding to in terms of that? Yeah, uh, if I'm honest, I would probably need more context on that um, <laughs> and what they're talking about. Um but the body is, is really amazing, and it is the ultimate healer um, to all types of injuries. And 100%, if, if you're just coming back from an injury, um, you may have certain cells and you may have certain um, enzymes uh, that, that are um, accelerating the process, highly unlikely. Uh, so, again, I would need, I would need more context, but, uh, you know, all things are possible, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, all right. My last question is, we have had so many people over the last handful of hours since this news came out complain about how athletes are not wearing high top shoes and ankle <laughs> braces and tape and all the things of that nature. So since you worked for the Suns in the like athletic trainer department type of situation, can you break down... Is there a legitimate difference between low tops, high tops, ankle braces, tape, all that kind of stuff? Uh, there is not. I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot of people have an opinion on this. Um, I, I think what it comes down to is uh, really athlete preference, uh, because at the end of the day, if they don't feel good on the court, um, that little psychological component could throw off their entire game. So uh, we want to certainly do everything within our power to to allow them to achieve ultimate success in elite athleticism. Um, And so they have a say in that. And then when you look at the literature, whether it's taping, bracing, or what have you, um, it it is, uh, it's inconclusive as to anything that will help mitigate uh, ankle sprains or or a sprain of of a ligament. I will say if it's going to happen, it's going to happen unless you have some sort of internal device implanted in your ankle that prevents that motion. But even that, I, I don't think anyone wants to go down that road. Do they make those? And can we get one for Katie and everybody else before the playoffs? Uh, Adam, you've been here. In your medical opinion, are the Phoenix Suns cursed? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I can tell you um, from experience, they are not cursed. Okay. There we go. You heard it Good. here that's first. A, here. You just made a whole bunch of people <laughs> sigh. That's all that matters. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you joining us and sharing some uh, insight uh, with your background knowledge. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. We'll see you. Uh, hopefully Adam. not in a very soon to talk injuries. <laughs> Maybe something else. <laughs> Have a good Sounds one. Good. Well, that was good. That was fantastic. That That was fantastic. I feel like I wasn't really me personally was not on the like the freak out stage Mm. just because like why freak out if we don't what what is the purpose of bringing that stress onto myself when we don't have information. Because that's what we're paid to do. Yeah. I mean, We can discuss it without letting it completely ruin did, our Did you see our pregame show? Yes. <laughs> did you not see my reaction? That wasn't even prompted. You, you just, you guys started talking and I went into this like state of shock where you I was did. just you like, just were like, what's just happened here? I, I, went just went blank. I went full freak out. You went, yeah. you went shut down mode. <laughs> yeah. And I was just trying to talk through it. It was not the best of, it was not the best of uh, of times on this show last night i promise you <laughs> well you know i just think it's not worth the stress just yet wait five minutes until we learn some information and then you can stress we, we all, you need to. Also, information in five minutes oh my god what? Stop, stop it also <laughs> I, I do i do want to address the high top thing for a second okay all right um i think most people refer you know revert to the high tops because most of us when we go play pickup ball, when we go play, you know, ball at the park or the gym, 
We don't have an athletic trainer that's going to tape our ankles. So what's the next best thing? If you don't want to go buy an ankle brace, have high tops. Mm. So you can tighten them up as much as possible. It's it's probably more mental than anything else. And clearly he said as much. Yeah, because um, he said it's inconclusive it's, on whether it really helps or not. It's a poor man's ankle brace is what a high top is. That's all it is. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> bubble wrap. How about just a bubble in general? <laughs> yeah. Not we like the that, Disney kind. We did that already. Not the like Lakers the Disney guy, like the bubble boy bubble. movie <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know. Listen, if you're still feeling stressed, one of the things that helps me the most when I'm stressed out is taking a nap on a really comfortable couch. If you OGs? don't have an, a comfortable couch at home, you can always find one with our friends over at More Furniture. All of their furniture is comfortable. We have so much of it here in our offices at PHNX. And we've told you and will continue to tell you time and time again, it is so comfortable. It'll make you fall asleep fast. How many people have fallen asleep in our loungers over there? Too many to count. Too many. Some of it's Too because boring count. games. But uh, so, you know, but if the, the chairs weren't comfortable, you wouldn't fall asleep. You'd That's have to true. get up and walk around. That is true. So if you are in the market for furniture, save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. I also think another great way to kind of like take your mind off of the chaos that is oh, around geez. the Phoenix Suns right now. No, just going out with your friends and having a really good meal. I can see your ads. You know? On OGs? At illegal. I mean, you can. <laughs> you you should put all three of those together. More furniture, a nice couch, illegal Pete's, and OGs. That's a fucking that's Friday a night. That's a solid combination. That's a solid combination. I mean, whether it's a, a busted bracket during March Madness or dealing with Kevin Durant injuries and not having all the information, nothing cures the ales. Like fresh lime, lots of tequila, and sweet agave. So make sure you guys head on down to Illegal Pete's, grab a nice burrito, a bowl, tacos, but also try Illegal Pete's coin premium or frozen margaritas. And happy hours every day from 3 to 6 p.m. So after the show's over, that's where you can go. You get some good food, some great drinks, good atmosphere, and just have a have a nice time. Maybe invite your friends so that you're not Alone with your thoughts, just thinking about Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. You know? Don't be alone with your thoughts. <laughs> Don't be a loner. Who wants Bring that? friends. Just at this point in time, because clearly we are all chaotic because everyone is freaking out about this. That's fair. The world is chaotic. Life is chaotic. Yeah, well, we control you know, absolutely nothing. I would like us to have an anti-freakout segment for five <laughs> minutes if you guys can just pretend to put your freak out aside and explain why uh, people shouldn't be freaking freak out. out for five minutes. Can to, we do that? Tell, yeah, freaking out by that. telling us not to freak out is not the way to stop us from freaking Everyone out. Everyone remain calm. <laughs> it's okay. Please don't move fast. There is no fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to see here. Well, listen. I just don't think we should panic entirely. <laughs> entirely. Partially fine. I like Gerald, can you help me, please? I do like yes. the God, leave me over here on an island while these two are just in freak out mode. He jumped in first. I what are you know. talking about? That's what, but Gerald's normally the one who will be on my side about these well, things. I don't know. I just, the tide has started to change here. I'm just I don't cracking know what's jokes. Happened. I'm just cracking jokes <laughs> because I have not been freaking out this whole time. So it's been funny to watch everybody else so freak out. So explain why we shouldn't freak out. Convince Espo and Saul to calm down. I mean, <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> I, just, I can't. I can't even like give you a good response because everybody's already freaking out. Like I've seen so many responses today. Like, oh, what a stupid trade. We shouldn't have traded Mikhail no, and Cam for that's KD. Dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. And I'm like, why? Because he's missed a few. He hasn't. Like he's missed one game so far with his ankle thing. We don't even know the severity of it. There's no point in jumping off a cliff until we know what's at the bottom. Like. Everybody needs to relax, take a chill pill. Once we get the news, then we can adequately respond to it. That's how yeah. this works. There's no reason in freaking out about what the uncertain. Like we don't we just don't know. And I understand the fan impulse in the heat of the moment. Like you guys experienced it last night live on pregame is to freak out, is to like curl up in a shell and want to die. But like it's going to be okay. If and even even if he's out for the rest of the season in this horrible worst case scenario and the Suns don't win the title this year, you still have him for multiple years after this. And I understand it'll make the trade look hard, especially watching McHale and Cam ball out in Brooklyn. But everyone needs to take a step back and realize you just traded for a top 10, top 15 player of all time. You're trying to win a title before his time here is done. Yes, it would be awesome if it's this year. But there's no reason to prematurely freak out when we don't even know the extent of the injury yet. But I want a golden goose and I want it now. <laughs> now let me make this very clear. 
Last night's freakout. That even made Emma laugh. <laughs> last night's freakout had more to do with it being Katie's initial game at home, I think. Right. All of us prepared for it in the middle of talking about it mm-hmm. and getting this, you know, <laughs> this Shams alert that everybody's like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? Like mm-hmm. that. I think that played into a lot of the reaction last night and a lot of the disappointment. Now, some of these different stages of grief that people are in, I forgot the let's threaten everybody and, and yell at them stage of, of grief mm-hmm. that uh, that a lot of people find themselves in in this. And, and I'm not freaked out. Like, I, I think you're right. A, even if he is out for the remainder of the season, that implication wasn't postseason. That even that implication in what, what we feel is probably an erroneous report is the rest of the regular season. And even if it's just the rest of the regular season, this team, even if you get KD two games into the first round, this this team is still good enough to win, even in that case. I'm just, I think, like, this morning I feel like I had a moment. Emma and I were grabbing a cup of coffee. We're coming back to the studio. And I just, and she was just like, so how are you feeling? And I just was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted <laughs> because we can never just... We can never have a nice thing. Like mm-hmm. we, it just if it does feel like I'm not going to say the c word, but I, I just I just want to win a fucking championship, just one mm-hmm. in my fucking 43 year history of being alive on this goddamn earth. That's all I want, one fucking championship of my goddamn team that I care about, the Cardinals or the Suns. I don't give a shit. What are you two? Win a fucking title so I can fucking die happy. Please, so, not immediately. You've got though. a lot of years left. Oh my left. God, I don't know it's that okay. the average black man dies at the age of 57. Don't tell me that shit. Okay, that's at least right. <laughs> you got 14 yeah, more years. You're good. Jesus Christ, man. I want a damn title. Please. This was the anti-freakout scene. <laughs> damn, Saul, did you not read the rundown? <laughs> Plus America. Oh, freak out. <laughs> Sponsored by Red Bull. <laughs> I just want to fucking oh celebrate entirely. I understand. I totally understand that. But again, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. We don't know what we're dealing with. I get the impulse. But until we know more, there's no reason to freak well, out Well, and yet. here's the thing. Because even if he does miss the rest of the regular season, I know the biggest thing that everyone's pointing to as the counter argument to not breaking out over that is, well, they won't have enough time to build up their chemistry and blah, 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 blah. Mm. But we even got reports from Windhorse earlier yesterday, I believe, talking mm. about how KD and Book are so in sync and committed to making this work and working overtime and, and even more harder than normal athletes do to make this work. Plus, they have the same type of mindset. So I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work regardless if they have... 20 extra games or not, they're going to figure it out because those two guys are the type of guys to be able to figure out quickly and on the fly. It's not them. That in my opinion, it's not them that anybody's worried about. It's everybody else. Yeah, but because you know what? When everybody you have Devin is, Booker and Kevin Durant on your team, you're good. It's still like you, the other guys have, have been struggling trying to figure out their, their, their place in this lineup with those guys. So I could see how it would take a couple games for them to try to figure that out. And I get that, but already even in the first handful of games, look at how much Kevin Durant has already elevated the guys he's playing with on the bench. Like we saw it in the very first game. And while, yeah, they're still going to take some time to really figure it out and get completely comfortable in that, having a guy like Kevin Durant next to you automatically, to me, in my opinion, brings a lever, a level of comfortability. You you want to feel safe. You need a you need a basketball binky to feel better. Go watch the three games that he played. Like I'm not saying you Saul. I'm saying Just everybody out there. I mean, easy. you can eat a basketball binky <laughs> too. That's like okay. That was, and I don't mean that derogatory. We all need. <laughs> Listen, we all need comfort. I you want to say. Like, you want to feel better <laughs> and suck on a binky? I left mine at home. Can I just say though, even though this was like the anti-freakout segment, Saul's freakout actually had other people in the chat who were freaking out, telling him to chill. So, so we might have actually accomplished something here, you guys. He's right. We all want. 
want a title. Yeah. That's why this scares us <laughs> because we've been through this shit. And it and every time you feel comfortable or feel like it could happen, something goes the wrong way. And last night, that something was Kevin Durant's ankle, and we're not yeah. okay with it. Isn't I mean, that kind of sports? In it's, general, like it's that's one major general, aspect of sports. It feels like it's especially Arizona sports it's because deep. we oh. don't have the titles outside of the Mercury and one for the D-backs. We don't and the Rattlers. We don't have the titles for the other major sports to make us feel better about a lot of the pain that we've experienced over decades of bad incidents, injuries, heartbreaking playoff losses, and that compounds this sort of thing. Two titles in my lifetime that I have invested an immense amount of time into it, it were, were obviously the, the 97 U of A Wildcats. And then, and well, and I can't even say immense time, but like I was very passionate because it was a, it was like one of the big four. Right. And, and we're talking about the, the diamondbacks and like everybody celebrated that, but like the Suns are the franchise here. They are the first professional franchise. Like everybody wants that title. And when they were up two games to nothing against the bucks, that was the first time that I really felt like, oh, this is going to happen. Mm. Like, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. We're going to finally get it done. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't happen. And, and, and it was just like, you're just numb. Yeah. Well, you're just I, numb. I feel like I've been numb for like two years. Again. Even last year when they had the 64-win season, and this guy's sitting there telling me, like, this is a great team. They're a very, very good team. And I'm like, yeah, but. They were the, you know, they were the know, best team but in the I franchise had that, history. Yeah, but in my head the whole time. Uh -huh. yeah. And then, yeah, but happened. And you're like, Jesus. It's trauma. But I, trauma. <laughs> I feel like, again, yesterday was so, uh, so tough because it was his debut in Phoenix. Last night felt like prom night for me. All this anticipation and absolutely nothing, right? Like, it, it just it doesn't live up to the hype. You And you get there and, okay, Kevin Durant didn't play. People didn't get the what they were hoping for out of that. And on top of it now, it's how long is he going to be out for? Could this impact the playoffs? Uh, and and that's that's why last night felt so devastating. I, I get it. There was a lot of anticipation. You could feel it in the building, just mm -hmm. the amount of people, fans that were there early to watch him work out. They were chanting his name during workouts. They were like cheering when he was making buckets um, and, and everything. There was that scary moment, and then he still finishes his workout. He goes through the tunnel signing autographs. It, it still feels like a cool night, and then you get this notice from the team and you're like shit is this actually really happening tonight of all nights um but again at the same time we don't he could be out a week or two he could be out a game or two like we just don't know yet um so i'm i i understand people want to feel a certain type of way about us and mm -hmm. you're entitled to do that me personally i'm just gonna wait and then i will react accordingly based on what we get to those in the chat who are asking prom i had uh, went to, or had two dates uh, ditch me on prom nights, so that's what you're wondering. You set up two dates for prom night? Well, I've I've went to five different proms, but yeah. So you went to five proms? Yeah, I went to five yeah proms. he's told us this before. I'm a pimp. Jesus. I mean, that's oh, uh, awesome. okay. Moving on. Uh, two <laughs> things from the chat. Like two things from the chat, and then one additional thing. So first and foremost, we have a super chat from Psycho Blue. Hey! Which hey, Psycho Blue? We were just talking about you last night. We haven't seen you in a minute. Uh, glad to see you in the chat today. Said. This one's on me. I told Basketball Cthulhu, we're good. And the basketball god said, oh, yeah? Watch this. Way to go, Psycho Blue. That's Way to go. Funny. That's tough. Just What's kidding. that joke? You want to make God laugh? Tell him about your plans? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, something like that. Then Joe in the chat said, is it worrisome that it's taking this long for an update? So in my opinion, no. I think this is a pretty normal timeline for teams. An injury will occur, especially if they don't have practice the next day, which they did not have practice today. Uh, unless it's something big, they usually won't send out email confirmations either. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but they usually will give you an update the next time there is availability, which would be tomorrow's practice. Right. So I think this is a pretty normal timeline as far as my experiences with the Suns, especially. Yeah. Look, something, if, if there's something major, it will leak. I mean, inevitably yeah. that will happen, but um, yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a concerning time frame either. It's something or it's not something, and they, they may he may not have even had the MRI until late this afternoon. They may not know anything yet. So I, I'm sure they're they've got that done first thing in the morning. But I, yeah, we might not hear anything from the team officially until tomorrow. Um, 
But I think someone tweeted that K Ray said on the radio that the team would send something out and we would know something this evening. So um, I don't know that he said the team would send something out. I think he said he expects to hear something this evening. Mm. So we'll see. But again, I think it's a pretty normal timeline. And then the last thing on this is, listen, I know the freak out was a little bit crazy last night and we all jokingly or not jokingly kind of rushed to find somebody to put the blame on. But we need to be nicer to people um, in general, specifically the court attendants that were also getting called out a lot last night. I know we got a note that circulated through Sun's Twitter today from one of them just talking about how rough his evening was because of all of the hate and things that were said on social media. Like, I get that jokes are one thing, but there there is a line. Again, how many times do we have to say there is a line and you cannot cross it. And when it yeah. comes to calling for people's jobs or death threats even because we know things like that happened. Like legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, y'all, we got to be better Yo, than that as a collective. Like, what the fuck, man? Just overall. Yeah. And look, uh, you know, I made... I made the joke uh, in in pregame when we found out about it because it said slip in in Shams tweet and look no we shouldn't I shouldn't have joked about that nobody should be taking anything seriously about that and making any kind of threats or negative comments toward these guys I mean they go out there and they bust their their backsides off so we can all watch basketball so these guys can be safe and it's not because they're getting rich. It's not because of that. They're sacrificing nights and weekends and all that to do it because they want to be part of this game and they deserve the respect of anybody else in that arena that's working to put on uh, an evening for the fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's just unacceptable. Let's be better than that as a, as a group, as a as a Suns community. We shouldn't we shouldn't be taking it out on uh, on these young men and women that are out there. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I was able to, to, to talk to, to, to somebody that was familiar with a lot of the people that work behind uh, behind the scenes and work on the court. And, um, you know, some of the things that they were telling me about some of the tweets that were, they were getting were just, they were, they're awful. They're just flat out awful. Like at the end of the day, like it was either an accident or it was an accident. It, it, like it, nobody did this on purpose, no. you know what I mean? And so the fact that that we would just go after, in some cases, some of these these guys are kids, you know, they're teenagers with their first opportunity to play to work in professional sports, and this this is what they get. Like yeah. we we definitely got to be much better about that. Um, overall, and and I saw some of the tweets out there, and some of these. The, these these people that have a Twitter have a lot of followers and they're heavy in the Suns community and they're calling for people and they're going after throats and it's like there's a, there's a way to say it and not come across as aggressive as I saw last night. Mm. Like again, if you're reacting to Shams's tweet when he said he slipped, I get it. I get it to a certain degree for sure. But to to go after people a little bit more aggressively than that is just uncalled for. Right and. Like, to be honest, when I, I was sitting right on courtside when I saw it happen, um, and initially it did look like he slipped on a wet spot or something because the ball boys did come over and wipe the floor after that. But when you see the video back, it's clear that it mm-hmm. was not mm-hmm. a wet spot um, that he slipped on anyway. Um, not that it makes it okay to send death threats, even if it was a wet spot. Yeah. But that type of thing, we need to remember that there are very real people Behind some of these jobs, they're not just nameless ball boys or court attendants or whoever you're coming at with the vitriol, and it's just not warranted. Like again, I understand in the heat of the moment, it's easy to be angry and to look for somebody to blame, but sometimes we need to take a step back and realize that there are very real people that you are, you know, demanding jobs for, sending death threats to, or yeah, whatever it might be. I I felt genuinely bad when when I realized what was going on, and you know, you guys know me well enough that. You know, I wasn't actually calling for anybody's right. job, but it shouldn't, it it shouldn't be out there. And and I'm I feel horrible that these uh, these young men and women are dealing with that crap because adults can't uh, uh, can't control their temper or their issues or whatever the case may be uh, on Twitter. Where you know, even if it even if it was a slip, we should be uplifting these kids. Say, hey, it's all right. This stuff happens. Like it's 
It's a freak accident. So. Right. The, the death threats thing, man. You just got to be That's especially kind much. of fucked That's up to, to really call for somebody's life over mm-hmm. a basketball game. Like, yeah. calm the fuck down. Um, we did get a comment from Lou in the chat said, how come other NBA teams don't have this happen? And I, if you're talking about like slipping on the floor or anything of that sort, other teams do have it happen. Yeah, We've it watched multiple games where players will stop play and call over somebody to mop up an area. We've had, we've seen this multiple times. Like I, I, if that's what you're talking about, I'm sorry, but you're incorrect. It happens all the time yeah. throughout the NBA. If you're talking about like players and fluke injuries, well, that one I don't have an answer. For oh, there's been on. plenty but it still of, does happen in the history places. of sports in the NBA, NFL, MLB. It doesn't matter. There's been fluke injuries yeah. left and right everywhere. So it's not Kevin Durant's no different. Yeah, just it's a fluke. The only person you should blame is basketball Cthulhu. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, uh, let's not go that far. She. Let's not blame anybody. <laughs> well, no, let's not test bait on that one. Anyway, there's no transition here, but I do want to tell you about our friends over at Spaghetti Shack. They're really awesome <laughs> because they're a community-focused to-go pasta concept that started right in Tempe, Arizona by five lifelong friends. I really love their mission. They want to provide quality, affordable food as quickly as possible so that you can spend less time cooking or waiting for your food to be prepared and spend more time with your loved ones. They offer um, a menu that's starring spaghetti, meatballs, garlic bread, and a few other fan favorites. And they are fantastic. We had them deliver food to us earlier this week. Quality stuff, really great food. So if you guys are looking for a place To pick up a quick but delicious dinner, check out the Spaghetti Shack. They're currently serving Tempe and Queen Creek, and they hope to come to a neighborhood near you soon. Also, we can have some fun together here in the very near future. We are having another PHNX Tea Party at Dobson Ranch on Friday, March 24th. Come hang out with us. The first one was an absolute blast. You know this one's going to be even better. Again, Friday, March 24th, we're going to have golf, food, drinks, contests, prizes, and so much more. PHNX, all of us will be all out there. Fellow Suns fans and diehards will be out there. We can watch the game together, have fun together. They'll be taking on the Sacramento Kings. Check the link in the show notes if you want to reserve your spot today. And diehards, you guys do get a discount for being a diehard, so make sure you check the diehard uh, Discord for your link to get your discount. But come hang out with us. This is a blast. It's phenomenal. It's a great time, uh, and and it's getting better and better. This next time, we kind of learned a few things that we could tweak to make it even mm-hmm. better the next time, um, and we're gonna we're gonna make those tweaks, and it's gonna be phenomenal. Also. A lot of other vendors uh, saw what we did and they were like, hey, uh, we'd like a spot. So there will be even more freebies this time around. Uh, It's just going to be such a great time. And listen, it's 72 degrees outside. It's going to be probably in the the high 60s to low 70s in, in a couple weeks when we do this. The weather has never been better to come out and watch a Suns basketball game and swing the sticks. Let's go. So come hang out with us. We got a super chat from IR. IR, thank you for your super chat. Said, my dad called me to ask how this impacts his parlays, Katie being out as I got to my seats last night. And I literally thought he was pranking me, crying Uh, face emoji. That's tough. Damn. I thought we were getting pranked when the chat I did too. I legitimately, because I think Amelia was one of the first ones to be like, Katie's out. And I was like... Are you pranking us? That's not really your thing, but yeah. are you? What's going on? I'm well, confused. Even even when I saw the tweet, I was like, is this the real? Now that everything could get verified, right. I'm like, is That's this the, the real shop? Am I getting punked? Like, you didn't want to believe it. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. But anyway, uh, to cheer ourselves up. Because that's how we are <laughs> this here. Is that what we're Dark doing? way to All right, let's do it. Up. We're going to do a snake draft mm. of the worst Arizona sports moments. Because Whoa. why wouldn't we, right? It could always get worse. Thank you, Jacob, for throwing this idea in the chat. And thank you, Gerald and Saul, for agreeing that we should do it today. Mm-hmm. So we can all just commiserate even more. Why okay. not? Let's do it. So because the draft the- order. Uh, Emma, what's our draft order? Because I think you have that. Graphic up there, right? So should we go off of Emma's draft order? Yes, we'll we'll go off of Emma's. We'll draft go off order. of Emma's That's draft fine. order. What's it gonna be? Just yeah, use what you have. Just That's use okay. What you have. We'll go that way. What's the draft that order? I robbed of my number one pick. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm dead last. 
Nope. So <laughs> Lindsay, Espo, Gerald, Saul. Nope. We're gonna go in that order. And it's a snake draft, so Saul, at least you get two two back to back. Sure, yeah. yeah. In know? this, there's plenty of good picks. So there so are. Awesome. Uh so, what are we doing? With my first pick, uh, Suns so Game 7 2021 Finals. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Worst moment. Wait, what, wow. What are you going you with? You made up a game that we didn't game play. Seven. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Not Game 7. Just the losing year, in the finals. Against the maps. No, 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 no. I was reading both of them. That's the problem. I'm talking about Suns losing to the Bucks in the finals. Okay. Oh, That's oh, my bad. In general, Just Suns in general, we're not going to pick a game. I think you need to pick a or game a moment. on this one. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to pick yeah, a game. Game five, and, game five and game six are not the same. <laughs> okay, well, in game six. Okay, perfect. Right, game six. There, game uh, six, finals, 2021, losing to the Bucks. All right. And with the number two pick and the most depressing draft we'll ever do on this program, give me Paxson! John oh, Paxson. I knew you would take that first. That. Yeah. that wasn't. That was that yelling. It was, was very celebratory. That felt, that felt very celebratory. <laughs> it was not. Um, not at all. Look, I know I'm the Suns guy, and I'm kind of surprised you left this on the board, but um, the worst moment in Arizona sports history is the one that directly costs them a championship, and it's the Steelers beating the Cardinals mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl on a game-winning touchdown with less than a minute to play when they had the game in the bag with 237 to go, that is the worst moment uh, in Arizona sports It's Paxton with an S, not T. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hmm. Weren't you on the other side of that, though? I absolutely was, Steelers? but objectively, I am well aware uh, that it's the worst moment in Cardinals no. and probably no, Arizona sports history. That was such history. an improbable run to me. I have the receipts I, for you, sir. Oh, God, he did it. I have the receipts. I mean, his foot still you, isn't down. I mean, you, back in the day, participated in a roundtable where you were asked about the worst Arizona sports moment, and guess what you answered? The Steelers Cardinals okay. Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> Man. Got the receipts. He did the wow. research. I saw that one too. You did wow. it. Wow. I'm shocked. Well, okay. Look, well, look, Paxson, Paxson is my my introduction to trauma in this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It that's cut fair. the deepest to me. It did. That's fair. Overall, I think I think you may be right in in that 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 was the closest to a title that got taken. All right. So uh I gotta go with two just heartbreaking losses. Um, one is going to be U of A blowing a 15-point lead with five minutes left to go in the Elite Eight. Oh, no, that was against Illinois, Illinois back in 2005. Uh, we Different fucking, Elite Eight. Yeah, Different. Yeah. So Arizona blows 15 in the Elite Eight. And then uh, the second one I have is actually going to – this is going to be kind of funny. <sighs> because this team had a chance, they would have won the national championship mm. had this not happened. Mm. But it's got to be ASU choking against Ohio State yep. in the Rose Bowl. Yep. Like 100%. Jake the Snake Plummer dives into the end zone, mm-hmm. and Brett Musburger has one of the greatest – taglines ever and says you can cut the head off a snake but he continues to live mm-hmm. like even i was like that's fucking boss right yeah. there <laughs> and then joe germain from mesa arizona yeah. drives them right down the field and throws a touchdown pass to david boston to to beat asu uh yeah asu losing to ohio state in the rose bowl you can't just put asu losing because they do that all the time For- <laughs> wow former former uh local product throwing it to future Cardinals yeah, receiver, yeah, uh, yeah. multiple ways that that hurt me. Yep. All, All right, Gerald, right. you're up again. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. This is tough. There's a lot of good stuff on the board here still. Um, I'm gonna go with the Drew Holiday strip of Devin Booker yeah. that led to the Giannis and one in Game Five. You can just write Game Five, 2021 NBA Finals because that closing sequence on both ends is the stuff of nightmares. That was a game. They were up double digits in the first quarter. The Bucks immediately stormed back in the second. They still had a chance to win. And instead, that game was what effectively kind of sealed the deal there because then they went back to game six for Milwaukee. So uh, that one, that's the stuff of trauma for a whole new generation of Suns fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to go back to what started it all. And this probably won't be a popular pick with a lot of people, but the 1969 coin toss. I yeah, had that on that my list. That was up there. That's up there. That was on my list. Uh, that without that, uh, you know, 
if they get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they get a title within the first four years of this franchise's history, much like the Diamondbacks. And this whole uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride doesn't become the moniker of of the entire Phoenix Suns organization. So I'm going to go with that one. And that guy doubled down on it in the finals, too. You remember that video that he released and the Suns mm-hmm. didn't win another game after that? Yep. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what a jerk. What does he have against the Suns, man? What a jerk. <laughs> All right. Um like I want to go mostly Suns here, but I feel like I should mix it up. So I'm going to do my second pick as non-Suns, but I'm going to do the Do you think the Steve Nash hip check suspension thing counts as one or do they count as two separate since there was a little bit in between? One. I okay. think that's one thing. Then I'm going to do that for my second pick. That's Suns, though. It's a good one. I know. I, but I said with my second my second pick of this snake, mm-hmm. right? So my mm-hmm. third pick, I'm going to say the Cardinals um, NFC Championship game in 2015. So that was a letdown. I really didn't like that at all. That was, uh, you know, I'm just going to stay with. It was just ooh, a fun year. You know what? I was going to stay with Suns, but I think there's one uh, from the same Super Bowl that you picked, Gerald. Yeah, it's Harrison's hundred yard yeah. touchdown yeah. Inter, uh, interception for touchdown. Uh, that is uh, that is brutal because you don't know it at the time, but that is actually the difference in the game if you think about it. Yeah. They have that touchdown. If everything plays out similar, Cardinals win. They and they're about to score there too, mm. right before halftime, and they let a guy that looks very much like me. Run a hundred yards well, down the field. Well, well, let's not, <laughs> James Harrison. I don't, I don't know. This man if just we're said gonna let you get away with that one. One of the most elite linebackers <laughs> in NFL history, <laughs> who is chiseled to the core, <laughs> is just like him. If you start deadlifting your car, then we can. Hey, talk. How do you know I did not do <laughs> that? Last I don't. I don't. Right. Uh, to be fair, you don't know what my workout is. What I do know, is. know is the measurables are not there. Oh, you are not six foot four. <laughs> you are not two hundred and fifty-five <laughs> pounds it's or seventy-five pounds. Oh, I am. Of sheer muscle, of muscle. muscle somewhere you do here. not have less than eight percent body fat. I'm sorry, Espo. I love you, but fuck no, we're not okay, doing this today. That I there nobody that guy shouldn't have run a hundred yards. That's uh, fair. And gotten a touchdown. That's fair. Or what I yeah. That's fair. All right. Okay, so you have the interception, and I have the game-winning TD catch. Okay, just wanted to make that clear. Um, yeah, we we will we'll change. Okay. We'll okay. Whew, you guys, there's a lot on the board. Uh, Mario Ellie, Kiss of Death. Mm. That was that, that effectively closed the the door on that chapter of Suns basketball. They were up 3-1 in that series, I think 2-0 overall. Um, seven seconds left. The guy hits the, the game winner in game seven. Uh, and the next season, they went 41-41 and and then fired their head coach, Paul Westfall. So... That that was brutal. Oh man, these are all tough, man. These are all tough. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with the most recent one, and I'm gonna say Luca, uh, g- game uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all you gotta say. I mean, that was as deflating uh, a game seven of, as I've ever seen Luca in game seven. We should say because there's gonna be other game sevens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was as brutal. Uh, a defeat as I could ever remember uh, because you were the better team mm-hmm. on paper and you got mollywopped at home. Like, that was just, the best season in franchise history and they just went out like that. That's a brutal yeah. one. Super yeah. That would have been my next pick for sure. Um, and then my, is this, are we going four or five? We're, going, we're going five. five. Okay. And then my next one would be, um, I'm going to have to say fucking run our test put back. Oh uh, yeah. That was oh, the fried avocado. Man, I really thought the Suns were going to take that series too, man. So Ron Artest uh, put back in, uh, I think it was game six, right? Or it was, was game, game five. five. Game five. Yeah, game five. that was game a five. tied it to. Yeah, yep. game five. That one was brutal. Um, Joe, what was your, oh, Mario Ellie? Yeah, Mario Ellie, Kiss of Death. Oh, that one hurt. Yeah, that one Artest. hurt. Artest, A-R-T-E-S-T. 
That one pissed me off because they did a really great job of forcing a terrible shot from Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. And that an dude, animal, complete that animal. dude just comes in out of nowhere, throws that shit up and in, and suddenly the yeah. series swings in the Lakers' favor. Okay. After, was it Jay Rich that hit that incredible shot? Yeah. And then he didn't box out. That's brutal. Yeah. Um, okay, my next pick. Ooh, this is tough. Um, I will probably go with Giannis's block in game four of the 2021 finals. I know there's a little bit of overlap there, but that was equally traumatizing in back-to-back games. That's the alley-oop, right? The alley-oop yeah. to DeAndre Ayton. Giannis blocks it. Probably one of two guys maybe in the NBA that could get that shot, um, and that would have, I think it would have tied up the game with like a minute to go or whatever it was. That was that was traumatizing as well. Uh, there's a lot still that I could go with, but I think I have to go uh, Suns, uh, 94 blowing a 3-1 lead to the Rockets. Eventual mm. champions, mm. no MJ. It's the season after you go to the finals. Uh, that was your path. That was your chance. That was that was when you should have won a title with the Barkley group. So I'm going to go with that. Okay, so do I just have one? Two. Oh, okay, here yeah. we go. So my next one then will be uh, Jerry Colangelo selling the Suns. I think that <laughs> just took us down like a path of not greatness <gasps> mm-hmm. for... Uh, Phoenix Suns fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you guys tell me, it, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Coyotes on this one. Okay. And I'm going to say, is this too broad, but just basically their their draft lottery luck and the fact that they've never moved up before? Is that too broad uh, to say like no, Coyotes think, draft think, lottery luck? It. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. So I'm going to go Coyotes draft lottery luck. Uh. I'm going to go Coyotes. Okay. Mm. And I'm going to say not getting the stadium in Scottsdale. That was on my list too, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that Mm. one. That completely changed the Mm -hmm. entire fate of that franchise. It's why they're still fighting for a home, which ironically is about five miles south of where that uh, that Scottsdale stadium would have gone. So, uh, so really, I think that's uh, that was a defining moment for that franchise. Yeah, in Emma, the worst possible. Way. Emma, can we block shadows, please? Thank you. Shadows, you can put in a timeout. Yeah, he's just he's just spamming everything. So, <laughs> no, you're good. It's all good. Oh boy, we still have what still you got, have a, Gerald? What a you lot got? of good options here. I feel like there um, might be five left that could make a whole nother. There probably event. are. Um, I'm gonna keep it with Suns though. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Robert Sarver investigation when that news Ooh. came out. I know this is not an on court thing, but it does feel like that was one of the worst days that I can remember being on the job. And I was there to cover the fucking forty eight point loss when they opened the season and fired Earl Watson three games later. And that was still one of the worst days because you're reading through these things and you know, people in your life, people that you know secondhand that were affected by all this. And it was just a terrible day to be a Suns fan. It it felt like an embarrassing day to be a Suns fan. So I'm going to go with the Sarver investigation day. Can I, can I, I kind of stealing a little bit of what you said about the Coyotes. Can I do the 2010s, the 2020s Suns draft class outside of Devin Booker? Because even when they thought they got it right with DeAndre Ayton. Just pick pick one. Like, one? there's got to be one that epitomizes the, that those misses. I don't know if there really is one outside. I mean, I, I'm not going to go DA because DA isn't so severely handicapped versus Luka that it, it's it's a travesty that he got picked. It's not. Dragon right. Bender. Yeah, but. Marquise Chris, Josh Jackson. No, I, I get that. But <laughs> mm. You could say. You could say McDonough. You could say McDonough's drafting. Or just hiring him because it led to all that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's do McDonough's drafts. Okay. Yeah, I I, I mean, that just that sent the franchise back outside of Devin Booker forever. And we, things that we, oh, the goats. (laughs) We didn't do the goats. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we didn't do the goats. We didn't do Kevin Durant's ankle injury. So I hope everybody feels better. See, there's at least 20 things that are much worse. Um, We didn't do that Tim Duncan overtime three-pointer against the Suns. Steve Nash getting his nose wrecked. We didn't do the Steve Nash nose wreck. We didn't do, I don't want to be here, Eric Bledsoe. Joe Johnson breaking his face. The city of Glendale. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Joe Johnson could have been brought Joe up Johnson for sure. Mm-hmm. Face, but or, or not getting re-signed. Or not getting yeah. re-signed. Yeah. James um, Jones buying fans beer because Josh, Josh Jackson, Jackson didn't show up. The Arizona Cardinals refusing to give us new uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Arizona Cardinals things that you could have. Oh. I mean, not taking Terrell Suggs, not taking Adrian Peterson, uh, not, uh, you know, putting together a proficient football team in the entire 90s, except for one year. Like, I mean. I also. um Wait, I forgot where oh, I was the going. The seventy six finals, we didn't even mention those. They yeah. lost the yeah, but they greatest lost the game of all time. Yeah, yeah, but they lost in six games and the fifth one was in three overtimes. That yeah. was well, to be fair. Most of us weren't. The Suns also won a three overtime game and no, lost in six games too. Yeah. Well, in a, in the same series against the Bulls. Yeah. We also forgot Tim Donaghy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is true. one of the biggest scandals in NBA totally history that supposedly that directly impacted mm. the Suns' playoff run. Yes. The gray yeah. jerseys. Forgot about those. The worst moments in Arizona sports <laughs> Lindsay history. hitting Kelly Oubre the in the face with a mic. I mean. Hey, he wasn't on the injury report the next day. It's fine. <laughs> oh, Y'all tripping. But it did shake him to his core. So... <laughs> See, don't you guys feel better? The yeah, KD don't thing you is feel better? peanuts. No, so now I just feel like, yeah, that old curse thing. I don't care what a doctor says; it might be spot on. <laughs> also, this one might not be like considered a worst moment or anything of that sort, but I still am a little bit bummed that we never got like a Larry Fitzgerald farewell tour. Yeah, like, I know that people uh, will say he deserved. To be able to leave in that way. And I get that. He does. But it's still like it was kind of a bummer. At least an official word from him saying, I'm done. I'm retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? He still hasn't done that. Just like a moment that we could as fans maybe be a part of a little bit to share. Like, I hope that Ring of Honor, when know. they put him in a Ring of Honor, that that can kind of be that moment. But it's still not the same. I mean, it's it's a long time later. So. Real Clark. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, that's our draft. Uh, hopefully, if nothing else, that just puts some things in perspective for you, mm-hmm. as long as you're not Espo. Because <laughs> Espo's still that's, sad. That's fairly sad accurate pandas. most of the time on this show. <laughs> if, you're, if you're coming from my perspective, uh, more therapy is necessary. So. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us for today's show. We appreciate you being here. We will have a show for you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Hopefully, we'll be able to share some updates that we get from the team. Jock is in the house. At that point in time, Mm -hmm. Jock will be joining us. So plan to come hang out with us then. Until we see you next time, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo? Did I hold on? Did I miss a super chat? Oh, you got to mention. I did miss a super chat from T Bounty. T Bounty, thank you for your super chat before Espo takes us home. Said, Can Ross be that sniper we need that D Lee has not? I mean, D Lee's been good for most of the season. He's been picking back up recently. But yeah, Terrence Ross is a guy that hits a lot of contested shots. He's got a really smooth release. He's been good for most of his career. So I don't see why not. Hopefully, last night was kind of uh, busting the gates open for him. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry, T-Bounty, my bad. Um, I also forgot a super chat from last night's show, which I woke up this morning and remembered from our friend Submerged Suns fan, which I have not seen him in the chat today, but I'm sorry that I missed your super chat yesterday. He said that he was going to get uh, the PHNX Suns logo embroidered on his scuba gear, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So if you do do that, please send us pictures. Yes. And also, thank you again for your super chat, my bad. I've been dropping the ball lately. Our chat's been crazy. It's been fun, but it's been crazy. So give me some grace, please. Anyway, Espo, take us home. The lamestream media isn't telling you the truth about KD. Go check out my latest tinfoil hat club. Ahoy, ahoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team 